Welcome to the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we are turning dreamers into doers. And today is a very special episode. (laughs) This episode is, I'd say, years in the making because I've asked my friend Daquan Young to be on the Hearts Unleashed podcast since I started this thing. Well, at least maybe in my head. Because he has been with me entirely along the way of the Hearts Unleashed being born and formed and growing. And so much of the growth of this company is because of this man. And then so much of my personal and professional growth has been because of this man. So I am beyond honored and excited to bring him to you guys, to meet him, to share his Unleashed heart and what he's up to in the world. So thanks for being here, my friend. That was an amazing entrance. I asked that you do that every time I walk into a room or we're <laughs> together. That's that's an amazing intro. And thank you for sharing those loving and kind words. And I'm very elated to be here. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Um, a little bit of background. I might, I'll have you share your version of our history too, or, or however this works out. But I just want to share, um, I, bra- I bragged about you. People have heard your name on the podcast before. <laughs> and Daquan and I, we went to college together and uh, you majored in communications. Yes. 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 And so uh, we had a few crossover classes together, including dance class, I think, or some <laughs> things of that sort. But uh, I had my my PE major. And so we, we would cross paths on campus and knew each other well enough. But uh, I think that our, our growth and our relationship started much more when I asked you to film my wedding. And um, I, I very specifically remember how what a great experience you made that as as a videographer, as a friend, someone that I trusted to do a very intimate experience for me. And then uh, that that started to shift again as I then started my business. So the wedding was 2015, the divorce was 2016. (laughs) And then uh, starting in 2016 also is when the birth of the business started. And um, when I in a time of uncertainty for me of you know sharing what i do for work trying to articulate what coaching is and what transformation is. And it felt very intangible at the time. And working with you, uh, making videos and film and endlessly trying to explain what coaching is, um, you really made me look good on camera and sound good uh, through video. And so I appreciate that work because over the course of the last four years, we have done so many projects together and we'll continue to do so. And um, I think maybe it'll come up later in the in the episode, but uh, the way that something that has gotten me through the last four years is at the tough times, the times where we don't know where income's coming from, we don't know where the next client's coming from, is just like, or you know, flying all over the country for each other is like, can't wait to laugh about these tough days, can't wait to pop bottles about these tough days. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, we broke convert. Oh, so tell us a little bit about your side of this experience and journey. So the first wedding I did was yours, and I was I just kind of started my business, and I was trying to get my foot in the door and, and kind of figure out doing wedding videography. And I think you reached out, and I was like, "Yeah, let's do it." And the experience was cool. The video you loved, but you know, seeing the growth from where I am now, pretty bad video. But you know, I I appreciate the opportunity, and 
I think more so we really kicked it in high gear when you started life coaching. Um, I, you, I remember the Facebook status completely. You, you were just looking for somebody to do your first call with. And I was sitting upstairs in, in Pittsburgh and, and uh, in my place. I was like, hey, yeah, I'll help her out. And that discovery call with you opened up whatever renaissance I feel like I'm going through right now because you didn't tell me what to do. You didn't tell me how I needed to be. You just talked to me and I kind of figured everything out. And I, I kind of figured that I needed a transformation myself. So, you know, I kind of credit a lot of my success to you too, because we've been on this journey together. We've learned from each other. You know, we push each other. We do everything that teammates and, and friends are supposed to do because, you know, we, we understand that we both have a dream and we're in this together. So, you know, all the, all the good things that you say about me, I could say in return for you. Mm, I appreciate that. I remember that first discovery call as well, because again, trying to explain what coaching is, it was difficult at the time. So I could only show what coaching was. Mm-hmm. And for you to enter into a conversation, totally facilitated being able to film it, record it, talk about it, you know, really shape it into product that other people can receive. Man, you talking about that discovery call also reminds me of car conversations. So let's talk about some car conversations for a minute. Uh, Every time we get in the car, you, you go, it goes from like, it's real dramatic, but it's real subtle. It goes from, how are you to, oh my God, this is a full on coaching call. She's breaking me down right now. What's going on? But it's always something that, that a message is needed because, you know, you listen and, and your job is listening and your job is trying to help people understand who they are, where they're going, what they're doing. And, and all those things are vital to everybody's growth and evolution. And, you know, me having, having gone through what I've gone through the past couple of years and working with you, it's something where I'm really self-aware and it's annoying because... Now that I know that I'm aware, I have to fix all these problems. So, um, you know, just being the person that I am, I'm I'm constantly evolving. And and your friendship has been something that has has grown with that. So um, this awareness is trash. I I always (laughs) tell people that because, you know, being in the know of what's going to make you sad and upset and trigger all these emotions and feelings and having to actively work on it. I want to be lazy, man. I just want to live in ignorance and, and, you know, eat some candy and, and live, live out these last days. But now I got to do all this work and be nice to people and empathetic and, you know, accountable, responsible. It's stupid. God forbid, right? Yeah. Uh, I love the way you share it. Oh, thank you for the the smile you bring to my face about it because, you know, you could, you could just eat candy and chill, but you know, too, you know, too, that then there's that, that, that hunger, that nagging, like candy never really satisfies the, the, the hunger. So, um, tell us a little bit. My job is listening, but what's your job? What do you do? I'm a manipulator. And I know that has like a really negative connotation, but my job is manipulation. I'm a, I'm a videographer. I'm a director, editor. I tell stories. I'm a storyteller. You know, my job is to 
make the facts entertaining. Um, and I've been on YouTube for the last couple of years doing sports videos and I've also been in film school. So, um, that's kind of a part of my journey too, is me understanding, like I started my business quantity entertainment and media in 2013 and this entrepreneurship and this personal growth, it's all been coupled together. So, um, everything that I've learned and, you know, working and editing and being on an on-camera host and going into directing. It's, you know, my job is to manipulate people and to, my, I, use, I try to use it for good and make people feel happy or feel some type of emotional response. But, you know, that, at the core, that's what I do. Mm-hmm. And I get it. Uh, the word, I like that you're using the word and almost in a way that could trigger someone, but also to have them think. Because if if you're manipulating thing, like product and people, what are you manipulating them to do or to feel or to think? Um, perfection. I think the, you know, the, the media that you consume is a finished product and you're manipulating people to feel Either they feel a way about a product or they feel a way about an idea. They feel a way about a topic. And that emotional response has something to do with their own personal projections of themselves or some type of growth. Um, you know, I, I take what I do serious to an extent, but it's also entertainment. You know, we get a lot out of our entertainment because we're supposed to empathize and see ourselves in characters and see ourselves in other people. So when I say I manipulate things, you know, I, I cover up all the faults and the flaws and and everything that you see on screen. It's a it's a supposedly finished product, but you know, it's manipulation. Yeah. I may I may say one thing that I didn't say in the beginning. It's nonlinear. It it's it destroys all the constructs that you think it does. Yeah. Well, I, I could definitely agree with that because the products you've created for me, they're pretty, they're to my, in my mind, they're perfect. You're like, yeah, that was, that was not it, but yeah. that was it for me. And you make me look real good. And no matter how many takes it takes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I really appreciate that. And I want to ask, you know, what sort of things have you had to give up? And, you know, you talk kind of begging on like uh, transformation and this is, this is not it, but it is in a way, right? And so what sort of things have you had to give up in order to have this life and this career? Lying. Like lies. It's, it's just this constant voice, this inner dialogue that, you know, you can't do this or it's going to be hard. It's just whatever moment you're in, you're lying to yourself because it's never going to be the end until it's the end. So I have to stop. Like I've stopped lying to myself and trying to figure out the fact that I can support myself doing the type of stuff that I want to do. And I am really good at what I do. I'm a master of my craft. Um, you know, these, these are some of the lessons that, you know, I get from you is just understanding that, if I want something, I can do it. It won't happen when I want it to happen. But if I work hard enough and I keep at it and I'm persistent, it will happen eventually. It may not happen in the capacity that I want it, but it'll happen. And the lie is that, you know, either I'm not good enough or I don't have enough time or it's just some something that I made up that will keep me from achieving the objective that I want to. Mm, yes, 
Yes, yes, yes. And so I was really, I was sensing it as you were sharing it, but like, what are some tips you have for other people who have a career, uh, have a uh, goal of maybe being an entrepreneur, maybe they're into a passion project or passion for their work? What does it take? What are some tips you have for them to keep going and create what they want? Use your resources and ask for help. For I think at least 32 years, I would not ask for help. I was, you know, I'm one of those guys that I'm going to carry the entire burden on my shoulders and I'm going to carry the entire weight on, on my shoulders, weight of the world, all that. But it's stupid. It's dumb. Nobody's gotten to wherever they've gotten without the help of other people, whether it be your parents, it could be a brother, sister, it could be the smallest thing. But people will go out and, you know, they need to have this. I did this by myself mentality. And I used to be like that. But there's so many resources out there for people to get to where they want to get. It's just one thing that I've been really stuck on is the facts aren't scary. The feelings are. Mm. And everything that I've done, like if you look at my 2020, this pandemic has like revealed a lot of my character because I'm just doing everything that I would normally not do because everything that I want I, I would create some type of excuse or there's something that's going to stop me from doing this. But I just turned into Jim Carrey and yes, man, this is, I just say yes to everything. If it's, if it's something that eh, normally I would say no to this, but yeah, I'll do it, whatever. Okay. And it's worked out for me. Yeah, it certainly has. You're in California. That's it. <laughs> that's like, that's like one of my life success stories. I got to Kwanda, California. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know the background, um, I moved out here in 2017. And, and one time I, well, we would work together in Indiana and you were what, usually in either Pennsylvania, Detroit, or um, sometimes um, Rural Beach, but I felt like you were never too far. You were only ever a drive away. You might've been living in Chicago at the time too. So we could really like say, hey, let's work on some stuff and and we can meet up pretty easily. But once I moved out to California, uh, you know, we had to organize that stuff. And I flew him out for a week at one point. Like just, you got to be here and we would just go for it. Go ahead. I think we we worked together in an equal amount of times, but more so out here. It, it may be like, I may have edged it out one more. I could uh, prior to 2017, I'd never been to California. And then over the last three or four years, I've been here like 10 times. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, sorry. I can't help myself. And well, I mean, the film industry is out here, man. Just saying. But anyways, I... Strategic I, alignment. <laughs> I digress. I wanted, to, um, I wanted to call your ass out too on... Uh, asking for help. I, you guys, this is an important tip I'm hearing from my friend over here. Uh, there are too many times I had to find out he's struggling with something before he went and said it. I'm like, hey, how are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm floundering. How are you? <laughs> or, I'm up to something. And uh, it, you know, I just, I love you. I love you. And I also love teasing you, but how important it has been to continue to establish, you know, friendship. I know that I've gone to you at different times and, and not. Same thing is like, afraid to ask for help, afraid to ask for work when I thought I couldn't afford it or, you know, those sorts of things where like um, my coaching is always available. My, your, your filming is always available. And yet there are still times that even as close of friends we are, where we've had to go through growth periods of just on our own being willing to lean on someone else for support and, and, um, and accountability too. 
tough. It's tough trusting people, man, because it's familiarity. Like we're really familiar. We have this real deep bond, and and from the outside, you know, people make their assumptions and 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 all of these things. But like I know who you are, and I know that I can trust you, and you know everything that you tell me is for my benefit, and it's hard having and maintaining those relationships just because, you know, sometimes people will use that against you and, and, and it'll build something in you that that's a trigger where you don't ask for any other help or somebody will make you feel bad for, you know, asking for help. And, and it's like, well, why would I put myself through this again? But, mm-hmm. you know, if, if those are your type of people, then those aren't your type of people, Yeah. you know, and, and I know who my people are now and, you know, it's hard letting go of the people that you know aren't your people because they they hold you to this certain standard that you hold yourself to and they don't let you be vulnerable. They don't let you be sad or angry. You know, you got some friends that'll prey on you, but I, I know who my people are and I know how to understand people. And, and, and you know, I think my energy is, you know, I'm, I'm a healer. Like I, I try to help people smile like because I know what it's like to be sad. I know what it's like to be down and you know, my whole thing is just to put a smile on people's face. Mm, I love it. And you definitely do that. And um, you said something else about that I thought was really important and really valuable for anybody committed to living their heart unleashed. You said the the facts aren't scary. The feelings are, right? The story that we write up about the facts is what takes us off track. Go ahead. As, as soon as I like understood that the facts aren't scary. I just hit this level of confidence that, you know, I would probably be in the NFL if I had this level of confidence when I was playing football, just because, you know, I would build all of these scenarios. Well, okay. I would read depth charts and rosters, look who they're signing. Okay. I got to beat this guy, this guy, this guy, instead of just focusing on myself. And, And the fact was that I was really good, but there were all these stories that I would tell myself and, and I would have to fight my inner dialogue and I wouldn't go in hundred percent confident. There's, there's this time I was in an all-star game, the Cactus Bowl in 2008 and Brandon Carr, he plays for uh, Baltimore right now, the Ravens. And we were on the same side and I read the play. It was a screen to the wide receiver in front of me. And, and like, this is my career defining moment. Like this would have put me closer to the NFL than I was. And I didn't take the risk because I just was afraid to, because the fact, the fact, the feelings were, what if I get beat deep? But I mean, the fact was, what if I catch the interception and score a touchdown? You know, my life is 100% different if I just had the confidence and I trusted myself. And we tell ourselves all of these stories to keep us from being great and to keep us from doing what we actually want to do just so we can sit in whatever mediocrity that we're sitting in because that's the easy thing to do. Mm, comfortable, comfortable. Yeah. Uh, talk about comfort zone. What do you know about comfort zone and get it outside of it? Oh man, it's it, everything that you want is outside of your comfort zone. It's the, the sto- like I said, the story that you tell yourself is probably wrong and it's rooted in some fear that you have of having to do extra work or having to go the extra yard because everything that we do is work. It's hard. It's supposed to be hard, but we're supposed to evolve every day. You know, and I'm not telling you to go out and bust your ass all day, every day and not enjoy life. But you want to talk about comfort zone. Comfort zone is just routine. 
it, it's just your everyday routine and you can turn your brain off. You don't need to think to do anything that you do routinely. It just comes to you second nature, mm-hmm. you know, but it, everything that you want to do, it's going to be outside of your routine. If you don't, if you want to make it to the NFL, you're going to have to practice more. You're going to have to do the extra, you're going to have to run the extra laps. You're going to have to do the extra push-ups. You're going to have to stay after. You're going to have to, you're going to have to pass class. You got to do all of these things that you don't want to do to get to where you want to be. Mm. And that's just, that's the bottom line in any profession, anything that you want to do in life. Mm. I'd love to share about my business, but tell me what it's been about, how, what that has looked like translated into the film industry and, and your YouTube channel and all of that, your success as a videographer. Well, it's about organization for me now because you know I know what I can do with no time and I'm a procrastinator to the fullest. And everything that I've done has been, oh, I'm inspired. I'll put together something in two days and then, eh, no routine and I'm not doing any work. And, you know, that's what's killed me in the past because, you know, I know how good I am when I show up on game day, but I never really took practice serious because, you know, I'm a gamer. I'm here for Saturdays and Monday through Friday is just a formality. But that's the reason where, why I didn't get to where I wanted to get because I didn't take full advantage on Monday or full advantage on Tuesday. I showed up, I put forth a great effort, but I didn't really care, mm-hmm. you know, but on game days, I was there hundred percent. And it's those habits. So that's the reason why I was good on game days. And, you know, I didn't get to that next level. So now it's, it's all about, taking every day serious and trying to set myself up for future success each day. Because if I do that each day, it'll make each day easier. So, you know, that, and then that becomes the routine and then it's trying to, you know, keep evolving and growing from there. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. And like taking what you love to do seriously enough to keep doing it over and over and over and over and over. I really believe that so much of people's success in their career is, you know, and I like keep continuing this conversation in the entrepreneurship direction because you can show up at your job, your nine to five kind of half-assed and you're still going to get your paycheck every two weeks. But if you're someone who has a true passion and and a, and you feel like you have a purpose and you want to act on that and, and get paid to be you and live, we're talking about living your heart unleashed. We're not just talking about going through the motions and making it. And to do that, I think that the people who are the most successful are simply the ones who just keep showing up for it. Messy, bad at it, not sure about themselves because the more that you do it, the more you get to do it. And like you said, then it does become the routine. Then it does become the norm. Then you, when it's the norm and, and you can make these small minor adjustments to fine tune those skills, now you're becoming a master at it. And and really being able to show up as an authority or an expert in your field. Yeah. And and that's the thing. Like if what I center most of my conversations around is sports, because I've always played sports until recently. And football, you know, I always thought everything came to me quickly. But this was when I was in college, after I had years and years of football under my belt, like practice. I practice as a kid in little leagues, I practice in high school. I practice, I mean, it's practice, it's practice. And, you know, we all think that we should go out and get this right the first time, but that's not how it works. You have to practice. Mm. Repetition is the father of learning. You know, you have to do things repeatedly and you have to fail time and time again, but you have to get better 
after you learn those lessons and you got to be open to criticism. Mm -hmm. You have to humble yourself because, you know, um, unless you can afford to mess up, you can't afford to mess up, but you have to. Like you have to keep going. Everything is a lesson. You have to every take everything as something that you learn for or for or from. And it's just this constant failure. And you question yourself and you doubt yourself. But there is growth if you keep going. The only time that you stop growing is when you stop. Yeah. You said something that made me want to go in two different directions. So I'm going to go one way first and bring you back and go the other way. Okay. Uh, the first one is I, I was hearing what you were sharing and it landed like entitlement, right? Mm-hmm. Thinking we are someone who's going to get something on the first go. Talk a little bit about entitlement and what that means and what we can do about that. Cause that ain't the way to success. It's not. And, and I think it's more so for me, I was really entitled when I first started doing this type of stuff because I thought it was really good. But, you know, every time I look back on one of my old projects, I'm the hardest person to critique myself because, you know, I was watching something that I made last month and I was like, oh my goodness, this is cringe. And that's because I've grown in my thought process and um, everything that I thought was reality yesterday is not the same as today's reality. So things are changing constantly and, it's hard for me as an artist to put my work out and not feel a way about the reactions that it gets because that's what we're here for. We're all here for it. And then when people say, you know, I don't really care what people think, that's another lie because you do. We're all here for some type of feedback from people. Yes. And I need acceptance. I need love. I need uh, positive affirmations. I need all this stuff. And if I keep denying that, you know, what, what am I here for? Like, I want to hug somebody. I want all of these emotions that other people feel. So I do care what people think of me. And when I'm creating work, I, I try to keep that in mind as well. But it's not that important. What's important is what I get out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if I make a video, it's what I'm feeling at the time. But a month from now, I might not feel that way. And And trying to understand that, this stuff doesn't matter. It just matters to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really like where you're, what you're sharing because like you are your toughest critic. We mm-hmm. are all our toughest critic. I'm, I'm reading one of my books right now and I'm like, you know, sometimes when I write a first draft on something, I'm like, was I drunk when I wrote that? Like that is, tra- <laughs> again, that's trash, right? But, but then, you know, and... um and that it takes a few drafts to to have a book be complete. And, and then I'll put something out and my entitled self thinks like, this is going to be a bestseller. Here we go. Let's go. And when it's not, or if it's not, or if every video doesn't get a thousand plus views, I'm like, well, what did I do wrong? Or, you know, what, 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 and it just goes on and on when really that's not the way it works. Uh-huh. Right. And so, um, yes, validation is so valuable and so important and it, and it gives you the feel goods and it shouldn't be the thing that, um, you know, is, is the thing that drives your creation or passion. And that's the thing now, you know, because like on the last channel I was on, I was on Total Pro Sports. Like I would get the video I have with the most views is like 1.7 million. And I probably got over 300 million views on that channel. And I didn't like when I was there, 
I didn't really even get any of the feedback from the fans that watch the videos, but now it's starting to trickle in. And every time somebody follows me, they say, hey, man, I loved you on TPS. I appreciated all of your content. And and that's that's what I wanted. And it's not about, I mean, it's about the money, but I don't, I don't have the money. I didn't get the money. But hearing those people, kids, talk kids talk about me so passionately and and it's something that I've never experienced and like I'm I did a podcast interview with with a kid that you know he was calling me famous and praised me he made a video about me afterwards and he's like wow he talks so good about me and all I did was make a video and talk about sports and and that's something that's so humbling to me and and it's worth more than any dollar that I can imagine because I'm here to make people happy, make them smile, make them not be sad. And if I accomplish that, that's a success to me. And, you know, I I don't value money as much as I should, but those interactions, they do something to me that, you know, having whatever amount of money can't do because I brought somebody joy. And I know that. And that's the only thing I've ever really wanted is for somebody to bring me joy or somebody to make me smile, entertain me, laugh probably because they're sad, probably because that's what their gift is. It doesn't really matter, you know, what their purpose is for that moment. They made me happy. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And uh, a moment ago, you were talking about the money and that was the other direction I wanted to take this conversation in. So we're going to talk about some some broke conversations for a minute, but I want to, the reason I, you know, What's coming up for me and what you're sharing is the fact that this kind of work or living unleashed and from your heart is a front-loaded investment. You worked for years before getting recognition. I worked for years before having a steady, reliable income with a well-functioning company, right? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that front-loaded investment because I think too many people quit before the payout comes. I think going into any type of entrepreneurship, it's going to be a long, slow process. I'm talking about wanting to quit. Every, like I, there are times that I still want to quit every day, and maybe I should. I I think I hit a point where I bought so many cameras that I said, okay, I just can't quit now. And I never saw the success that I had over there as mine because I didn't see it financially. But, you know, looking back at it, everything that I did, it's to get me to this point to where I know how to operate on my own. I know how to market now. I know how to create and craft a video. I know how to promo myself. I know how to promo other companies. I got two companies that I probably made million dollars in revenue just making videos and giving them content to put on the internet. So, you know, I've been a part of two huge things and now I have those those playbooks and mm-hmm. I know how to make money. Knowing how to make money is way more valuable than making money. Mm-hmm. But I would sometimes <laughs> rather have the money, but I know that if I get in a jam, I can do this, this and this to get out of this jam. Or I, I what I like to do is have a, a toolbox. My toolbox is full. I could do sales, I could do marketing, I could do videography, I could direct. You know, I've had jobs where I've been uh, 
you know, I, I've gone into education. I've done the education connection thing, connected people with colleges. You know, I can do anything. I just know how to talk to people and I know how to make money. And I'm, I'm never going to not be able to make money. So if money, if you get into this thinking that money is the, the most important thing, then you're probably fooling yourself or you're lying to yourself because, you know, it's going to be tough to make money. And it's not going to come for a long time unless you have a bankroll and somebody behind you. But most of the people that go into this don't. They just want a different life for themselves because going into work every day doesn't suit them. And those are the people that need to be uplifted the most and they need to see positive stories and they need to they need the Hearts Unleashed podcast because you teach them or you let them understand how they can be a better version of themselves. Truly, thank you for that. And, you know, uh, there are definitely some clients or at least in discovery calls when they'll come to me and they're like, yeah, I want to do this, this, that, and the other. And I can pick up pretty quickly that they're not in it for the the passion work. And I'll, I'll just straight up ask them, I'm like, are you prepared to not make a dollar on this for three years? And then he's like, what? Like, you know, it's super confusing. It's like the day you open the doors is not the day you become successful. Are you willing to work at this and show up for it and and put yourself in, put your heart in on it, you know, in a way that then it shows up back for you? You know, are you willing to invest and invest and invest and potentially go broke doing something because you care about it that damn much? And I think that really draws the line between it being a hobby and it actually being a business or having business potential. Uh, so... Tell us a little bit about being broke and how you've made it. Uh, <laughs> well, actually, yeah. let's do a little plug for what Broke Conversations is. Go ahead. So we were sitting, we were filming the eight pillars of empowerment last summer. Was it last summer? No, last April. Mm-hmm. Like last April before I came out here. And we were, we, you just started talking about manifesting and, you know, I believe in you and I, and you believe in me and I think we're going to make it. So we just started talking about like, what's the first thing we're going to do with some money? And I think I, what did I say? I said I was going to buy like a Power Rangers costume or something stupid. Yeah, like that. a spidey suit or something, full, yeah. full outfit. In your Jeep. So, yeah. I mean, just coming from, I'm like, my mom gets really mad when I talk about my upbringing. And like, I, I try to tell her like, it's not your fault. We just, we were born in a, in a very poverty stricken area and she was a single mother and you know she did what she could but I'm from poverty like I I stayed and I've been homeless for a while and that's not living on the street or anything of, of that nature but I've not had a home address somewhere where you know my stuff can stay since high school mm-hmm. so that's that's really tough to to get through and you know just kind of reminiscing on the struggle that it takes to get to wherever you are today do you know how hard it is for everybody to be where they are today you probably had to suffer some type of loss or some type of bad experience that puts you back or sets you back a couple hundred bucks and you know, you've had to overcome something that was really emotional and it stopped you from going to work or, you know, it takes a lot to get to where you've gotten. And, you know, that's kind of the hardest part about coming from poverty. But, you know, I'm just tough. 
I, I, I don't stop and I get thrown into the fire and I'm smart enough to, to try to figure it out. And if I'm not, then I'm going to get smarter and I'm, I'm going to figure it out. And yeah. that's, that's what we all have to do as entrepreneurs. And what we all have to do as people is to just keep trying to figure this stuff out because life is hard. And, you know, we live in this society where everybody's pit against each other for these scarce resources when that's not the truth. Mm. It's not the truth at all. We all can succeed. It's just whose level of success from your perspective is correct. Mm. Do you want to be a billionaire that steps on next? Do you want to be a millionaire that steps on next? Do you want to be somebody who helps somebody else grow? Do you want to be a coach? You know, what's your level of success and how does that impact other people? Yeah, I'm with you. I shifted from like a broke mentality to a scarcity mindset to an abundance mindset. Um, When I realized I was trying to attain other people's goals to look successful, I don't need that much money. Like you said, it's like not the most important thing. And and neither is having like the fanciest house or the most, this type of wardrobe or whatever it may be. And there's things that I like. I like luxury and shelter and warmth and all of the like natural things of creature comforts and that I'm actually perfectly satisfied with not top-notch this, that, or the other, or full-fledged fame even. Like people may actually confuse that, but ultimately I want to, I like being well-known. I like having a large impact, but the reason I like having a large impact is because I want people to be happy, healthy, satisfied, and fulfilled. Not so Abigail Gaz's name is famous. This isn't the Mm. Abby show, right? This is hearts being unleashed. So I realized I thought that success in my industry or realm looked like multi-thousand people stages and, you know, suits and fancy dinners and different things because that's what I saw in my industry. And so I was like, I was always feeling like I was falling short witnessing people's success in my industry. And when I stopped trying to live up to that, I saw how successful I already was mm-hmm. and how satisfied I am. And then the, uh, quite an interesting flip of that was during this quarantine experience, being a woman with very low overhead because she's learned how to live broke, actually live frugal, I'm still having great business. I'm still making the same impact. I haven't had to shut down shop or, you know, or close it up. And so um, I just feel so ungrateful that I finally started to follow my own heart and what my own definition of success is. And, and I think that's what poverty has taught me. It's like fight or flight. Every day was fight or flight. You know, you have to figure out how to survive, how to eat. Like I know how to survive with limited resources. So, you know, when I have more resources, I'm going to try to help people with the limited resources so they can help people with the limited resources. And that's what we should be doing, you know, with each other. If you're an entrepreneur, you've got to reach out to people that are on your level and are trying to grow. And that's why I thought helping you was like one of the best things to do because I don't like being on camera, but I'll have to be on camera if it's just me by myself. So the more people that I could give an opportunity for them to promote their work and market their work, the better I'll get as a director. So, you know, it's one of those, you know, when, when I was going out and I was trying to figure out, you know, how to much to charge people, you know, I was doing work for free just because I wanted the experience. And, you know, now I get to the point where I got the experience. 
you got to pay me what I'm worth now. My time is money. So it's it's a long, long road to get to where you want to be. And I'm still, you know, going, traveling that road. And it's going to be something along the lines where I'm at today, next year, I'm going to be light years ahead of that. Yeah. I'm going to have a movie under my belt. That's right. You will. What's it called? Uh, profile. We're actually, I, I because uh, Corona hit, um, you know, we're kind of scaling things back as far as what we can do. So I think that's going to be pushed back until next year. So I have, I have a project that I have to do in the meantime, and I'm kind of getting my bearings on uh, with my professor. So, you know, that's troubleshooting is my thing. You, yeah. you, you can't, you can't stop the show because a uh, big Rona hit and you, you got to make an alternate plan sometimes. That's right. Being adaptable. And, and, you know, speaking of like the future and what you're creating, what are you creating? What does it look like for Daquan Young's heart to be unleashed? I want a movie studio. I want quality films to be a brand that helps independent filmmakers get their projects off the ground from start to finish. I want to be a roadmap for people who want to become a director or who want to act. I want to help people jumpstart their career. Um, I want to give people opportunity, you know, because when I was at Total Pro Sports, I had an opportunity and I thought it could be so much more based off of what we were doing. And I never got to actualize that because there were people who owned it, who they didn't share the same vision. So now I get to implement my vision into my brand and I want to give people on-air opportunities. I want to give people a chance to have their work seen by thousands of people and eventually millions of people. And I want people to have a voice, you know, giving people a voice just because I, everything that I want is something that I've always wanted. So I want to give people a voice, give them an opportunity to speak and let their words be heard. Yes. Amen. Amen. And, Oh, that's why I love you so much. You give me my voice, put it on loudspeaker. And, you know, if other people want that help, they want to work with you, they want to follow you and watch what you do, where can they stalk your life? Uh, we got Quality TV on YouTube. It's youtube.com backslash quality TV. Uh, and it's quality with a W, yeah? Quality with a W. That's very important. Q-W-A-L-I-T-Y TV. I'm also on Twitter. You catch me at Quantity Media, Q-W-A-N-T-I-T-Y-M-E-D-I-A. And on Facebook, Quantity Media, Quality, it's like nine Facebook pages now. But <laughs> Quantity Media, Quantity Entertainment and Media, Quality Films, uh, Profiled, a film I was, well, I was just going to say too, um, I tag you constantly. So if, if I have any followers listening and you're, you, you know, you can't seem to find him go, we'll definitely be linking you up in the show notes as well. But anytime you're producing something of mine, I like giving you a shout out too. So definitely go follow quantity media at all channels. And, um, what does it look like to work with you? What about these future filmmakers? What about someone who needs some pictures and some video? I'm all about learning. I'm, I don't know everything yet. And where I'm at now, I feel like I can help a bunch of people who are just entering and I can still learn from people who have been in the business for years. You know, I'm a sponge. Everything that I've ever learned, I've had to learn on my own. I've gone to the library. I spend most of my days on my phone. You guys can be filmmakers. You're a filmmaker. If you got a camera phone, you can be a filmmaker. You know, it, it, 
whatever you want to do. Like there's a couple of famous quotes by Steven Spielberg, just, uh, you know, point your camera at something and boom, now you're just a filmmaker negotiating his price. So mm-hmm. whatever you want to do, just do it. Yeah. And I'm not trying to be cliche, yeah. like go to YouTube. If you, if you're on YouTube and you have something that you're really passionate about, I guarantee you there are at least three or four channels that there's somebody with the same passion as you, mm-hmm. you know, get on the internet, Google something that you like doing, figure out how to do it. You know, if, if you need my help, you know, follow me and I'll, I'll try to teach you everything that I know. And, you know, I update people a, a, as I go because communication is, is important for society. The, the problem that we're in now is because we don't communicate well. We just lie and put up this facade and, and, you know, it's really messing with our reality right now. So communication is key. Always talk and always ask for what you want. Don't let anybody tell you that you shouldn't want something or anything. I'm telling you to do if you, this is the sign. If you were about to buy something and you needed a sign, this is the sign. I'm always going to tell you to do whatever you want. <laughs> I love you because I was going to ask for some tips for our listeners, but you did that. So thank you so much. And and thank you for being you, man. You're going to get a good intro and outro. I freaking love you. I'm so grateful for you. I and you I am, I'm so pumped to have you on here and for our listeners to meet you. They watch your work. They even for like, I'm sure a few people from this conversation will realize, wow, that's the guy that does her stuff, you know, like, and go watch some of our videos. You can watch my YouTube channel. Most of my product down there is Daquan's as well. And go check out Quantity Media. But just thanks for being you. Thanks for being full of passion and, and really sharing all of your knowledge here today with our listeners. Because I, I know we have people who aspire to just, like you said, you have a camera in your hand. You are a filmmaker. You, you are a influencer. You have a voice. Use it. Share it. Be it. And so just thanks for using yours, sharing it, being this example of what it looks like to follow your dreams. Thank you for helping me unleash my heart. I love you. (laughs) And I love you too, listeners. Thank you so much for tuning into the Hearts Unleashed podcast where we are turning dreamers into doers. Thanks for tuning in to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We hope you found all the inspiration that you needed today and that you use it to take the next inspired action on your dreams. If you loved the show, share it with a friend. We love spreading the love. For more information, to listen to more episodes, or to shop Hearts Unleashed, head over to heartsunleashed.com. See you next time, hearts.